Now, now your ideas don't have to wait. Now they have everything they need to come to life. Dell Technologies and Intel are creating technology that loves ideas, loves expanding your business, evolving your passions. We push what technology can do so great ideas can happen right now. Find out how to bring your ideas to life at Dell.com. Welcome to now. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? How about we can just watch basketball? Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave DeFore here with Keith Parrish for your Monday morning weekend update. Before we start, don't forget if you aren't already a subscriber, you can get this podcast ad-free along with all of the great journalism and reporting and opinion that we offer over at The Athletic by going to theathletic.com slash NBA show now and signing up. Makes a great gift for the holidays. A lot of stuff to get to from the weekend, so we're going to jump right in. And unfortunately, not great news right at the top. The Pelicans have let us know that Zion Williamson will not be practicing for the foreseeable future as he has been shut down from basketball activities. Their statement reads as such, after experiencing persistent soreness in his right foot, Zion Williamson underwent medical imaging, which showed a regression in the bone healing of his fifth metatarsal. As a result, the volume and intensity of his training will be reduced for an extended period to help allow for further bone healing. Additional updates will be provided as warranted. Uh, The guys are going to talk about this further on Basketball Buds. Not a lot to say. He's just not going to be there for a while. Uh, Tough news coming out of New Orleans. In Washington over the weekend, the Utah Jazz extended their winning streak to seven games, which is just fantastic for a team who a couple weeks ago we were a little bit worried about. With a 123-98 to win over the Wizards, Donovan Mitchell had 28. Rudy Gobert had a dominant performance, 20 points, 11 rebounds. And, Keith, you just got to say, Utah's offense is out of this world right now. Utah's offense the last couple of years has seemed like a cheat code in the NBA. I mean, I know everyone has figured out three points are worth more than two. When we see the whole league basically taking good shots, it's now much harder to find those advantages. But this roster top to bottom and the thing they do basically every game they just they crush teams and you know like they went on a road trip this week and they basically won by a hundred points i think they were plus 79 for the week in three games like these games aren't even close and they're playing decent opponents now the jazz i mean they're they're a buzzsaw and they've been a buzzsaw and like they're like impressive to watch for some reason they're, they're just not beloved i feel like maybe by the basketball community or people are always criticizing like oh they're not going to do it in the playoffs well they could we don't know they're clearly one of the best teams in the nba and donovan mitchell and rudy gobert have those guys playing incredibly right now you know rudy gobert and his ability to lift their defense it just there's not nobody else in the league that's able to do what he does every night and it allows them this this baseline that you just don't get from a lot of other teams. And when you couple that with the consistent offense that they've been generating, these early shot clock threes, threes in transition and stuff like that, you are constantly keeping the defense on its heels. And in this game, when you when you just look at the box score, I mean, they were 13 of 39 from three. They didn't hit a ton of threes, but they kept the defense on its heels and they were able to convert layups and nine alley-oop dunks in this game, Keith, which just feels like 
more of an indictment on the Wizards' defense than anything else. Well, with the Jazz have it all going on, and I know this firsthand as a Grizzlies fan going through the playoff series last year, you're like, all right, let's try to cut down on you know the, the lobs. And then once you shut down on the lobs, it's like, oh, great. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, Joe Ingles, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley just made all their shots. And it's basically, it's a pick your poison. If they're making their shots, even when it's a, a mediocre three-point shooting night, like three, 13 for 39, this team has so many ways to beat you. And I'm looking at these stats of Donovan Mitchell. Like, he's been locked in for basically two or three weeks now, where it's not that the inefficient numbers where he's just putting up a lot of shots and scoring. Like, he's making over half of his field goal attempts. When Donovan Mitchell does that, look out. The Jazz might be, you know, the team to beat if he's going to keep performing at that level. After their hot start, the Wizards four and six in their last 10, now 15 and 12 overall. And Keith, look, uh, the guy that sticks out to me is Bradley Beal. I just don't feel like this is the same Bradley Beal that we were getting the last two seasons. Yeah, the the blooms come off the rose for the very exciting Washington Wizards start. We're like, oh, wow, they're winning with defense and all this. And now it's like they're starting to lose some games. And it doesn't seem as exciting as it was. And like Brad Beal is not doing maybe what we expected. For a while there, it was like, hey, this team has taken these cast-offs from the Lakers, this part of the Westbrook trade. You're like, all right, Kuzma's playing great. KCP's playing great. You know, Montrezl Harrell's playing great. And then it's like, all right. Now, like, like, what do they have? We assume Bradley Beal is going to be this superstar type guy, this 30-point-per-game score. And like he said, it hasn't been there at all. Like, it's just not, I don't know if they're trying to figure things out or figuring a way to share the ball, but, like, the Wizards in an incredibly competitive Eastern Conference, like the most difficult the Eastern Conference possibly has ever been in two decades. I can't remember a time they were, like, 1 through 13. You're like, but pretty good. And so now, like, the Wizards, they're slip-sliding back in this playoff race, and I don't know what's going to change that. And I don't know, uh, yeah, I, we need a, a Wizards expert to let us know, like, what's going on with Brad Beal and, and why he, hasn't he been, been performing. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City with David, a sculptor, and his wife, Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful design objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son, Evan, continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless, modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Yeah, uh, subscribers to The Athletic can go read Josh Robbins over at The Athletic. He's got all your Washington Wizards coverage, so go and check that out. Uh, Wizards right now currently seventh. They're in the play-in range, and, you know, Keith, uh, look, we know that this is going to come down to the wire again, 
And I mean, Philly is 15 and 12 as well, like just right there. And speaking of Philly, they got a big win over the weekend over one of the best teams in the league, the Golden State Warriors, who maybe we're a little bit worried about them now. Uh, the Sixers beat the Warriors on Saturday, 102 to 93. And it was really thanks to their defense. I, I thought Matisse Teibel did a great job. I thought Joel Embiid's backing up the defense was fantastic for them. Steph Curry struggled. But but the truth is this was a team effort from the Sixers, Keith, on the defensive end. Right. I mean, anytime you can hold the Warriors to, to that low scoring, you can hold Steph Curry. I mean, maybe it's in Steph's in his own head about chasing and almost breaking the all-time three-pointers made record, but yeah, he had trouble getting away from Tybal. Tybal's the first player, I believe, ever to block two of Steph's three-pointers in the same game. Uh, so, like, a, a great effort from Philly, a great win from then. And and then when you talk about, like, the uh, like that Eastern Conference playoff race, I mean, I'm trusting the Sixers. I'm trusting the Hawks. I even like maybe the Hornets and the Celtics more than the Wizards, not to throw back to Washington. I'm worried for Washington, but yeah, this win for the Sixers, that's a huge win for them where they haven't been playing that well together uh, to get a big national TV game. One, led by their defense, where like it wasn't like Embiid. We know Embiid's going to give you basically 30 points every night, but the rest of the roster was okay offensively, but... Depending on their defense, they're able to pull yeah, out the and huge I, victory. I gotta say, I love Embiid's offense in this game. There's still times where he's settling for threes that I don't love, and settling for the mid ranger. And we love it when he hits it, and we hate it when he doesn't. But I thought he was very smart in this game at choosing his spots to be big. When the Warriors went small, he was looking for Otto Porter Jr. on the block or someone. He was looking to get a post up, and he was looking to get a quick bucket, Keith. Well, and that also points to maybe if you want to point out the one issue with the Warriors is who's going to guard if you have to guard if you have to defend some kind of huge center, like they do they not have the body to do that? You know, like Draymond, small ball five, great, but like, can you really depend on Looney to lean on an Embiid for an entire playoff series? It's not going to maybe bother them, uh, you know, like. We don't think the Nuggets, unless the Nuggets get healthy, like what which center is really going to wreck them. Maybe you think about DeAndre Ayton and the Suns, like he could be a big issue for him there. But this did seem to highlight maybe one of the flaws of the Warriors, you know, like defend, defending and, and Embiid. But also it comes down to when, when they don't make their shots, just like literally every other team, if you're not knocking your three-pointers down, it, it's hard to win in today's game. Speaking of knocking down your three-pointers, the Nets have been doing that lately, and they picked up a couple of wins over the weekend thanks to Kevin Durant. I mean, let's just be honest here. He scored 82 points combined in their two games over the weekend. They beat the Hawks 113-105. to 105. Durant had 31. Harden had 20-11. and 11. And this was a game, Keith, where, I mean, it was look, it was pretty tight until, until the fourth quarter when Brooklyn was just able to turn it up, and that's what happens when you have Kevin Durant. Yeah, Durant came through, but honestly, it was a war of attrition that fourth quarter. The Hawks couldn't make any field goal attempts. Six for 22 in the fourth quarter of that one. Maybe the defense is clamped down. Maybe both teams got nervous because the Nets themselves weren't exactly lighting it up. But I guess in these situations, perhaps default 
it falls back to the best player on the court, and Durant was enough to get a big win. Over a Hawks team is playing really, really well. They're still a little bit back in the standings like I was talking about, but like they're coming on very, very strong despite dealing with a lot of injuries. But the Nets, it's funny. I feel like we're always talking about like what's wrong with the Nets, and then you're like, I don't know. They're, they're really good. Like Look at the standings. They're at the top of the standings. They're fine. They're going to be all right. I think the Nets' biggest problem is that they're missing one of their best players, and so their margin for error is just slimmer than most teams that are actual contenders. And so when things go bad, it, they just stand out. And and they haven't gone bad for them yet. I mean, again, they're, they're leading the East, so I'm not sure exactly how, how to judge them. But I will say that picking up two wins and including a game on Sunday against the Pistons, which they rested James Harden, and that's smart. I, I think that thinking long-term and, and maybe – just feeling like you're going to be able to get this win against Detroit. That's a smart move. And it shouldn't necessarily take 51 points out of Kevin Durant, but if Kevin Durant wants to drop 51 points on a Sunday afternoon, you're not going to complain, are you, Keith? I'm not going to say it's easy to drop 51 points in the NBA, but it seemed like a very casual, almost a bored 51 uh, for Kevin Durant on Sunday. It's one of those where like, I'm watching the game, and then I hear like he scored 51, and I'm like, what? Like, I, I, didn't, I didn't realize he was doing that much. It might be that the Pistons are that discouraging. He also had nine assists in this game. That, this is, I mean, this is one of the easy scoring performances I've ever seen, Keith. I mean, the Pistons, well, what are you supposed to say about them? And now we find out that Jeremy Grant is not going to play for a long time. He's got an injury, going to miss several weeks. Kate Cunningham had a nice game, but it's almost at this point, like, what are we doing here? I mean... Not a lot was expected, but I think they've sunk to four and twenty-two at the worst record in the NBA. Uh, they've lost twelve straight. Pistons, yeah, lo- losers of twelve straight. The tankathon season hasn't started yet. It's not even that competitive. Pistons, you can still win games now. No one else is racing for the bottom yet. But go read James Edwards over at The Athletic, who I think is just one of the best beat reporters that's doing the job today. So go and check that out. That's going to do it for the show, folks. Don't forget, we got basketball buds coming up next right here on The Athletic NBA Show. So keep it locked in. For Keith Parrish, I'm Dave DeFore. Keith, what do we say? Ding, ding. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. 